0: in Jesus the grace of God, in Jesus the love of God, in Jesus the peace of God. These are yours through our Lord and our Savior Jesus. We're going to look at the Gospel lesson this morning especially just these opening words from Matthew, Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 where Jesus says you are the salt of the earth. Let's pray. Father in heaven, May these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength and our rock, our redeemer. Amen. Well, I'd like to start out with a story about a little boy named Patterson and then a few questions. And we'll come back to Patterson's story toward the end of the message as well. So Patterson is a second grade student at Prince of Peace Lutheran School. He's a very polite young man. Uh, very respectful young man. Uh, I, I just watch him throughout the course of the day and and you just, wow, he, he just, he's the kind of kid, he lets all the other students go first, waits his turn, he's polite. So Thursday morning as I was leaving school and getting ready to come over here, uh, Patterson was uh, hanging up his coat uh, at his covey and getting ready to go into his classroom and I and I stopped and I just said, Patterson, You're really a nice little boy. You're really doing a a good job of living out your faith in Jesus." And he smiled. He started to walk away from me, and then he turned, and he looked back at me and he said, I try to do that every day. Wow. (laughs) I try to live that way every day. We'll come back to him. Here's a few questions. Do you know where we get the word salary from? You know, the pay that you receive for working? What is it that popcorn, pretzels, peanuts, and potato chips have in common? Oh, you're getting ahead of me. (laughs) (laughs) What's something that never actually goes away? Okay, so yeah, you're guessing salt. Salt, you're right. You know, back in Jesus' day, Roman soldiers often got paid with salt. It was a valuable commodity. And when they got paid with salt, what it was called was a salarium. Your salary in that? Salt money. Today you get your salary. Today, if you are a good worker, you can be said to be worth your salt, can't you? What makes chips and popcorn and peanuts (laughs) so good? And in general, most everything else tastes better? Properly seasoned with salt, right? Makes all the difference. Salt makes it taste good. Without salt, pretty bland, isn't it? And it never actually goes away. You can dissolve salt in water, but once the water evaporates, the ions in salt will again form crystals once more. You are the salt of the earth. That's what Jesus said. But what did he mean by that? How salty are you? Well, are you like seasoning? Salt? makes things taste better. It brings out the good flavor qualities of whatever it is put on. Is that also true of us? It is supposed to be true of us. That as believers in Jesus, that we're enhancing, that we are enriching the lives of the people that God brings into contact with us each and every day. How salty are you? Ask yourself these kinds of questions. How do people feel after they've talked with you? With your words, have you enriched their lives? Have you sincerely, sincerely built them up? Not just schmoozed them, but sincerely built them up with what you've said. Have you made their day better? Maybe it's not always true of the words we say, but listen to Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. You are the salt of the earth. Back in Jesus' day, the use of salt was one of the main ways that they had of preserving their food, especially meat. They didn't have refrigeration back then. They didn't need refrigeration back then because they had salt. Are you like a preserver? It is what we are called to be today in a society that is more and more abandoning the ways of the Lord. Just look around yourself and what do we see? But the deterioration of, if I could be so strong in my words to say, the rotting of the moral fabric and fiber of our society. We are called to preserve God's standards in our world. We are called to live out God's values in our world. How salty are you? Are we doing this in our lives? Are we living according to God's word and God's ways? In a way, Are his morals and his values, are they evident and seen in our lives by our kids and grandkids and friends and neighbors and and co-workers? Are they getting the message of God's right and God's wrong from us? Jesus said this to his disciples, have salt in yourselves and be at peace with each other. You are the salt of the earth. You know, in in spite of this expression that indicates the use of salt can further injure someone, you know, it was like pouring salt on an open wound. Salt actually can be an agent of healing. I used to bring communion to two bachelor brothers, Walter and Bill Stephan. And uh, these two bachelor brothers told me about their days as farmhands out in Montana. And when someone would injure themselves out there in the middle of nowhere, what they would do, they would go to the smokehouse, and they would cut off a slab of the fat from a ham, and they would put it on the person's wound in order to draw out the infection. Salt properly applied can bring healing. So let's ask ourselves this, are we agents of healing in people's lives? People who have been hurt, people who have open wounds, are we helping them to heal? Are we a helping and healing presence in their lives? You are the salt And then Jesus goes on to say something which we may not want to hear. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? Have we lost our saltiness? I'm sure that we can each point to times in our lives and people in our lives knowing that we failed to be salt in that situation. Times when we've torn someone apart with our words rather than heal them with our words. Times when we've abandoned the values and morals of God's word in exchange for the values and morals of what we see going on around us. Times when we've hurt others or done things that we regret having done injuring ourselves in the process but you know that's not losing your saltiness it's just not using your saltiness and that's not equivalent to losing our faith not living out our faith is not equivalent to losing our faith it's just not living Out our faith. There's another way to say it, the Bible says it this way, in those moments when we're not living out our faith, what we're doing, we are sinning and falling short of the glory of God. What does God do when we confess that? When we are honest and say there are times when we have not been salty, we have not been the salt of the earth. Well, let me answer that with going to one more use of salt in the Bible. Have you ever heard of the covenant of salt? It's mentioned quite often in the Old Testament. Listen to these Old Testament scriptures. The first one is from Numbers chapter 18, verse 19. What's going on here is there's a, it's, the Israelites are being taught a, of a system of how to bring their offerings forward to the Lord. And per the command of Leviticus Leviticus chapter 2, verse 13, when they bring an offering, they're supposed to put salt in with their offering. Here's what it says. Season all your grain offerings with salt. Do not leave the salt of the covenant of your God out of your grain offerings. Add salt to your offerings. With that in mind, now listen to Numbers chapter 18, verse 19. Whatever is set aside from the holy offerings the Israelites present to the Lord, I give to you and your sons and daughters as your regular share. It is an everlasting covenant of salt before the Lord for both you and your offspring. One more Old Testament lesson to consider. Second Chronicles chapter 13 verse five. This is after King David has finished his reign and now Uh, Israel is a divided kingdom, northern kingdom, southern kingdom. A guy by the name of Abijah is the king of the southern kingdom, that would be Judah. A guy by the name of Jeroboam is the king of the northern kingdom, that would be Israel. And they are about to go to war with one another. And as they are about to go to battle, Abijah says this to Jeroboam, Don't you know that the Lord, the God of Israel, has given the kingship of Israel to David and his descendants forever by a covenant of salt. A covenant of salt. What is being conveyed there by God to his people is a message of a covenant that is everlasting as God is. It is sealing the deal. God is making a covenant with his people that is meant to be an eternal promise, a covenant of salt. And he's entering into that covenant with the use of salt. Salt is the sign of the covenant that God is making with his people. Isn't that what the cross of Jesus Christ is all about? Isn't the cross of Jesus and the blood of Jesus, the New Testament version, of the covenant of salt that God makes with us on an everlasting basis. Isn't Jesus' blood on the cross the embodiment of the salt covenant, an everlasting covenant that God has made with us? Paul put it this way in today's New Testament lesson. I'm resolved to know nothing among you while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The covenant of salt one more section of scripture to bring in to make a point that I want to make here. With the covenant of the salt and the blood of the cross. Listen to these words of Isaiah chapter 53 which were written centuries before Jesus died on the cross. And remember that salt is an agent of healing. Okay? But he was pierced for our transgressions He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. So salt heals, doesn't it? It does so, especially when it is in the hands of God. And the blood of Jesus heals. With his wounds, we are healed. That is an eternal, everlasting promise from God, sealed not with salt, but sealed with the blood of his Son, that when we come and confess our sins to him, his everlasting promise, his covenant of blood, his covenant of salt with us, is to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Or as it says in Psalm 147, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's God's covenant of salt with you, to forgive you and heal you of all of your sins with the blood of of Jesus, once more from Isaiah, by his wounds, we are healed. And by and through that healing and that forgiveness, this then is still true. You have the grace and the forgiveness and the unconditional love of God, you are still salt. You have been blessed with the Spirit. You are the salt of the world. So, as I was trying to share with the kids today, if salt stays in the shaker, what good is it? It is of no value until it comes out of the shaker. It can't season, it can't preserve, it can't heal while it is still in the shaker. Only when it is poured out, only then does salt Do what it's supposed to do. So I think our prayer should be that God would use us like salt, shaking us and spreading us wherever it's necessary, that he's using our words and he's using our presence with others to make their days better. That he's using us in our lives to make statements to our community about his moral values and his right and wrong. And that he's using us to bring healing to those who are hurting. Praying that we would be salt today. Going about and impacting the lives and the places that Jesus has called us to. After all, that's what salt does. Just ask Patterson. He is the salt of the earth, isn't he? He's what it looks like. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.